This is Margaret Copeman Frankowitz, and I'm coming to you from diabetes survival. However, in today's episode, I'm going to actually shift it up a little bit and actually talk about a new subject. And of course, what not only the U.S. is aware of, but the rest of the world is we're concerned about the elections. One of the things that Americans have always been proud of is their elections. We're proud of the fact that it's a clean and impartial vote, but now Americans finally in 2020 are wondering, are are our votes even counted? How many of our votes are actually thrown out for uh, one reason or another? And another thing we worry about is how much do we trust the other party not to cheat? I mean, Democrats, they worry about Republicans cheating, and Republicans obviously worry about Democrats cheating, which is what we've seen loads of in this election. Now, mind you, this can go both ways, and I'm not overly sure that Hillary Clinton didn't have some issues as well four years ago. But there have been some votes with some very questionable, very questionable votes, uh, very questionable statistics where we saw Trump ahead and then over almost overnight you saw Biden ahead. It, it was just absolutely mind-boggling. So they knew what, it was, what the numbers were at the close of the day. And by the next morning, so Trump was ahead that night and by that morning Biden was ahead, but yet the counting had stopped. So it was pretty obvious and pretty evident, as reported, that there was some pretty serious fraud going on in this election. And it's really interesting that I wasn't even paying attention when uh, Trump had actually ran against Clinton back in 2016, I think it was, 2016, 2015, yes, 2016, Mm, wait, 2015. Okay, one of those tears. Anyways, it's just very curious. And, you know, there are plenty of people that will actually say, well, the cheating has been gone, has gone on forever. So, I mean, this is nothing new. Uh, that's true, but when is it going to end? When are we going to put a stop to it? When is a perfect time to actually say, hey, there's some serious fraud going on here? Well, I think that um, when Trump ran against Biden, it was absolutely the perfect time for this all to come out and there's nothing better than during an election and confusing as well um, with uh, obvious cheating going on so when you have certain states turning blue that were never blue before and then you have recounts going on because they have found discrepancies or laws have been changed at the last minute then, then it's obviously something you need to actually be aware of. I'm actually impartial. Um, however, the last six months, especially with the BLM coming out in Antifa and having more of a uh, favorable side with the Democrats, definitely made me consider switching sides for the first time in 
over 30 years of actually voting. I started looking at the Democratic Party a little bit differently. And like, well, I've been with this party forever because they were always about the people, for the people. And then all of a sudden they just took this really hardcore stance on we must be pro-choice and we definitely need to have those abortion clinics and we definitely need to be killing people. Which, okay, this is one thing I will say. I'm not for the killing of people. People is one of those words that applies to everyone. And when you get a little people in, in, you know, sight of a mother, they have their own DNA structure and everything. They just don't have a choice to say, yes, mommy, I want to be born, or no, mommy, please abort me. Huge difference, right? However, that's what's technically at stake in this election. I mean, the Roe versus Wade has actually been uh, been around this country since um, 1973. That's the woman's choice to actually abort her baby. Uh, right now as it stands, all the way up until pregnancy, which is horrendous. Basically, it's saying, yeah, mom, you can go ahead and kill your baby. This isn't right. It. How did it get this far? When did we consider a baby uh, something unrecognizable as a fetus? Uh, that's a scientific term so that you don't have to feel bad about, you know, um, killing something. But I'm straying off a topic here. I, I don't mean to stray too far off a topic. But So this is... I'm trying to, to explain why this is such a critical uh, position for Republicans. Because Republicans have always been pro-life. Bless their hearts. I love the fact that they're giving everybody a chance. Everybody. All people a chance. It doesn't matter your nationality. It doesn't matter what religion you are. They're giving you a chance to be born. Could you imagine if your mother decided to abort you? I mean, you wouldn't be here, you'd be breathing, learn what you've learned, you wouldn't be working the type of job that you're working, wouldn't even have to worry about diabetes because you don't even exist. You never even had a name. You're just a fetus to some scientist. But to a Republican, you're a baby. You mean something. You just haven't been given a name yet. You haven't been given a chance or an opportunity to actually succeed in the world. Who knows if you'd be the next Leonardo da Vinci or, or the next Martin Luther King. So, I mean, there's great men who've actually, and women too, by the way, great women as well, who've actually been born and have done great, tremendous things. I just wanted to say to all those babies who were not born that there are people fighting for you. Okay, back to our voting system. Now, when we look at the Democrat side, I understand where they're coming to from to, as well. These mothers, they get pregnant. They didn't mean to. They just started school. They're just making a life, for, a life for themselves. There's a stigma attached to it. Their families are not accepting. It's going to make life very difficult for them, if not hard. They're going to have, or they're going to have to give up their kid. It's absolutely traumatizing situation for a woman. And so I can understand where she's coming from as well. Um, but as a woman myself, I know that if I have a child, 
and I cannot raise that child. I adopt that child out. I find a place for that child or that child's fostered, one of the two. But that child has a reason to live. That's, that's my situation. You don't murder something and get rid of it just because it's inconvenient to you. That's selfish. But that's the way Democrats see things, is they see things as giving that person who has a name a heart and a second chance. And we all do, we do deserve a second chance. It's just how we go about taking that second chance is worthy of being looked at. Um, and Democrats are for health care and they're for housing and strong economy and jobs. There's nothing wrong with the Democrat platform either. Um, the Democrats and Republicans, they kind of balance each other out. So that you don't either lean too far left or way too far right. But actually embracing abortion and abortion clinics and the rights for people to have abortions, that's gone too far. That's genocide. That's killing off a nation. And there's something that you need to know about abortions if you support abortions. Abortions were actually designed to eliminate minorities. It was designed to eliminate Hispanics and black people. And that is not right. So anybody who's pro-life, you're fighting for every child to be born, no matter what nationality they are, no matter what religion they are. You're fighting for their right to to have a name and be a productive member of the society one day and to go to school and to live a happy child life. So as you can tell, I'm not a huge pro-choice fan by any means. And uh, Democrats have embraced the whole we have to accept Planned Parenthood um, as one of our tools in our political agenda. So this has pretty much pushed all Democrats out of the party who are pro-life and uh, or who have made... Um, pro-choice people reconsider their um, reconsider their decisions on whether they should be pro pro-choice or not. And um, one of the things is is like I have been pro-choice for a long time. And when I started getting when I started educating myself more on the pro-life movement, I started changing my mentality to where this wasn't just a piece of tissue that you remove this is an actual human being a baby this is not something that I would do myself how can I actually condone anybody else murdering anybody so you know the the whole argument and they do like to argue this one is um, if you don't like abortions don't have one well no I, I would never I would have never had an abortion ever I just didn't want to infringe on somebody else's rights But here's the thing I wasn't thinking of at the time, is that that baby who does not have a name, who's who's unloved and unwanted, when that mother wants to go in and have an abortion, that baby, what happened to their rights? They have rights. They're trying to come into this world, and we're we're stripping away their rights from, from square one. They don't even have a fighting chance. Everybody deserves a fighting chance. 
So the right side, the Republicans, surprised me. They're fighting the New World Order. For the longest time, I wondered who was against the New World Order, if either side was going to be against the New World Order. And come to find out, the Republicans were against that. And so, of course, I made my choice pretty fast that I was on the wrong side with the Democrats. And I went ahead and switched over to the Republican side. Because um, I'm not for a great reset, as they call it. So basically with the Great Reset is they're going to change things all over the world. And I don't care how much they're promising you that you're going to have your schooling paid off, you're going to have a, a roof over your head, you're going to have copious amounts of money, plenty of food, you're going to be able to worship any way that you want, and we're going to take care of you. Nobody's really talked about where all this money is supposed to come from. I mean, I guess it would be from Bill Gates since he wants to vaccinate everybody. And I've heard all kinds of things about Bill Gates. I don't like Bill Gates. Sorry, Bill Gates. I don't like you. You don't get to create a product and then control the politics of our country. And, you know, I started thinking about that a long time ago. When I saw Trump being attacked from, you know, from the beginning of his presidency on, I'm like, you know, something's up. Something's really fishy. I mean, there, there were just some real dastardly things going on. Now, mind you, there's there's horrible things that go on with both sides. It's just like when I was watching Obama, Obama got attacked by the, the right side. I'm like, oh, those evil people. Um, and then Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, there's nothing that poor lady could do, right? And she was talking election fraud, too. But we haven't seen the extent of the investigations that, that Trump's going through. And I, I wasn't paying attention back on the Hillary campaign. Apologize, I was busy working. So, you know, sometimes you're not given that opportunity to actually pay attention to uh, the politics that are actually going on in your country. That was my fault back then. Um, however, you know, I, I actually was kind of hoping Hillary would win. And when, when the stories came out about election fraud and such during her presidency, or not during her presidency, but during her candidacy, it concerned me. It's like, what's going on with our polling system? So I would have to say, um, just from what I've seen with Trump, Trump is... Okay, silent minute. Silent. Trump. This guy has had everything thrown at him during his presidency. Not necessarily the most pleasant man if he's going around doing some of the things that he's been accused of. Now, mind you, he is innocent before proving guilty. So until somebody proves him guilty, I, I'm just going to see the guy as an innocent man that people throw mud at. Um, of course, most people would see him as guilty and he hasn't even been to trial. So whatever. That's all I have to say about that. Whatever. He's innocent until proven guilty. So this is a man who, I, you know, a lot of people were actually turned off by President Trump when he ran the last time. They're like, oh, this big obnoxious jerk. I mean, he goes around firing everybody. And who is this guy anyways? Um, I would have to say I was like a really anti-Trump person, actually. I'm like, oh, get that guy off the stage. He's horrible. I was very vocal about it. Okay. So I usually am. It's like, who is this guy? I don't know this guy. I don't know how many vote. I don't own my vote. <laughs> so, um, 
But Trump has actually done a lot of things for the American people that maybe people just didn't think of. And I'm going to have to say that in, you know, give it 10, 20 years, people are going to look back on this man and go, that guy was a remarkable man. During the pandemic, he made sure to send money out to families because he knew that work was going to be slower for them and he needed to take care of them. So he, he, he signed checks and had money going this way and that. I was actually appalled when they said $2 trillion is going to American businesses and blah, 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 blah. Because I didn't see a dime the first round. I was hurting the first round. Um, then come um, July, I actually got it, and I was actually very surprised. I wasn't even expecting it. So um, I'm like, wow, he's actually taking care of the American people. But there's more things that he has done besides that. I mean, if you want to know all the good laundry list qualities of Donald Trump, you can actually just ask any Republican. And by the way, we're not in the middle of any wars right now. I think at the end of the Obama's presidency, we were going to war with Iran or something that ever happened. So um, I may not uh, see the wars correctly or whatnot, but I mean, a lot of fear goes into certain, fear tactics go into certain things and kind of scary. But I mean, the thing is, is that if and when the Trump presidency ends, which I don't think it will, I think Trump's going to remain president. I might be changing my tune in Jan- the end of January, but we'll see for now. But it was actually quite um, interesting to see him make all these changes during the year. And But also, I was looking at Biden, and he's here promising to write off $50,000 of the student loan debt, which has since reduced itself down to $10,000 within a week and promises of stimulus checks going out, but it's not going to be as much as it was because he's not sitting in the White House right now. Um, There's just some, like, dirty, sneaky tactics. Oh, yeah, he said something about letting prisoners out of jail, but then come to find out he doesn't have the authority to do that because of the states. Um, So... Uh, and that's politics for you. There's a lot of liars in politics. They just smack their gums and say things to get their way. And um, uh, politics is a really shady business. There's a reason why to go into it. It's just not, um, generally speaking, it's not something that's meant for me. I don't want to have to go out there and be a liar, so I didn't go into politics. Uh, I also probably do not have the type of sway that, uh, or money, (laughs) big time money that Biden or Trump has, you know, um, or whatever. It's fine. So, um, the point that I'm getting to is, um, not to sway my political opinion on abortion or Republicans or Trump or the new world order, but to talk about Um, why voting is important. Voting is important because it keeps integrity of our system alive. So regardless if we vote for Biden or if we vote for for Trump, if we have a clean and honest vote, then we know that that's the way our country wants to go. So um, it, it gives us more of a choice as compared to a dictatorship. And this is something that's seen throughout the world too. And we certainly don't want totalitarian rule or dictatorships. 
We want a fair and clean democracy under the republic. So there's a reason why we have Democrats and Republicans. And we certainly don't need anybody to take that away from us. We need our religious liberties. We need to go to church on a regular basis. We need to be able to worship the way that we please. So we don't need to force anybody into anything. Um, another thing that absolutely swayed the way that I felt about Trump was his religious conviction. In his religious conviction, I found out I was completely wrong about Trump. Here I am thinking he's a secularist who doesn't believe in anything. He's probably a heathen. But no, he's not. The guy is a Christian. And he's a happy guy to boot. So, the thing is, is that, and now of course they, some people have called him a baby Christian. doesn't matter. He's still a Christian. He's a born-again Christian. He gave his life to God. He confessed God in front of the whole entire world. I have so much respect for that man now. I have so much respect for him. Because he understands what the heart of this country is. There's so many millions of Christians in the United States. And the thing is, is when he played Ave Maria... It, it melted my heart. I'm like, oh my goodness. Only a really good guy would play that. I mean, obviously this guy is not some person who just wants to fire people at random. He's probably got really good reasons why he needed to fire them. And um, so my, my stance totally changed on that, um, especially when he came out and said, Jesus Christ is number one. That is crazy! He's the president of the United States. Who says Jesus Christ is number one? You know what? It's such a simple thing. It is so profound and impacted me so deeply that um, it, it doesn't, the election doesn't even matter. I mean, this is somebody who's coming out for God. And that speaks volumes. And of course, if you're a spiritual person, anybody who says that you would just absolutely adore so I mean, knew what to say I mean he's really good of course he's a politician too so and, but you know that's another thing too is he'll tell you he's not really a politician he's a businessman and he really is I mean I, I run a business too so I know how that is um, he's just much better and more effective at it than I am so um, yeah I, I look at Donald Trump a little bit differently than I used to and I see this man as actually wise and prudent studious very slick he's got the right guys in his corner and when they're not the right guys he knows how to eliminate them he's not afraid of firing them he's like okay you're bad apple I'm getting rid of you and you know life is like that I wish I could be a little bit more like that when I actually see a bad apple, just cut it off and get rid of it and not have to worry about it. Um, and he's really good at it. So it's like if they're not quite right with what they're doing, they're going to take them down the wrong path, you just cut them off get somebody new. And that's very wise because you certainly don't need your advisor taking you down the wrong path. So 
So I just want to say, Mr. Trump, if you're listening right now, which I doubt, but if you are, I just want to say you're a great president. So, um, and I hope you remain for another four years. I'm super duper proud of you. Okay. Said my piece on that. So, okay, back to clean elections. The United States needs to be a beacon to the rest of the world that elections need to remain impartial. They give your people a say in who's elected president next. It helps sway your country into an independent direction. Your country and my country, they don't need to be a part of the new world order. We do not need to have our countries dictated to us by eventually one person in power. One person does not need to rule the entire world unless it's Jesus Christ himself. Um, Or let me rephrase that. Unless it's God himself. So, I mean, I see Jesus Christ as being God, not polytheistic. But, you know, some people might be offended by that. So I'm saying God himself. That's it. That's the only ruler that we need. God. I think... All religions can agree to that. So uh, the thing is, though, is that by actually setting it up in a new world order format, where all countries are being ran by one person, actually puts the entire world at risk. So the fact that the rest of the nations are actually looking at the United States to see what we do with our elections. This is the reason why Trump is an actual hero. He is a hero. Because the fact that he's actually pointing out election fraud, regardless of how this election comes out, the fraud is going to come out. And with this election, if the fraud comes out and Trump is not our president, I would hope that the rest of the world would actually take a serious look at their voting systems to see how it is actually ran. There's a lot of information coming out right now about a dirty system and how... um, There were rigged elections and how the U.S. and 17 states were actually using the same um, software uh, where where people were playing dirty politics. And uh, so that's another reason why I'm actually coming out with this podcast is because we don't need a rigged election here in the United States. We're all about uh, fairness and equality to all and we are a beacon for the rest of the world. And to those people, and of course it's Democrats, okay? I hate to say it, but they are the Democrats. That are opposing the election results. I mean, I don't blame you for opposing, opposing the election results. Because that means that your candidate may not actually win. But here's the thing. We want a fair election. We don't need fraud going on. We don't need to play dirty politics and uh, be like the rest of the world where you have this dictator actually uh, controlling how your country is going to run for the next, I don't know, however long uh, elections are everywhere else. There's four years here. But we don't need a dirty politician in power. We don't want dirty politicians in power. I mean, politics is dirty enough. And, of course, if this happened during um, 
2016 election with Hillary Clinton and Trump, I would have been on board with that then too. Um, however, it does cost a tremendous amount of money to redo the elections and to make sure that they're fair and impartial and, and that the fraud is actually caught. It's very costly. It's going to be very costly to taxpayers. And um, the fact that Donald Trump would actually take this on, that's what makes him a hero. Because he's fighting for every single man and woman who vote. He's fighting for their vote. And that isn't just a Republican president. That is an American president. And that's somebody who we need in office again for another four years. That's my opinion. So we need somebody honest. And... You know, I would have fought just as hard for Hillary or just as hard for Obama. Uh, you know, it, it's just about fair elections. So, anyways, I'm going to leave you with that thought. Um, just because we want to be a beacon to the rest of the world. We want to lead by a good example. And whatever country that you're in, Ireland or New Zealand or uh, here right here in the U.S. of A., um, UK... We want you all to have fair elections. And uh, that's not part of the New World Order agenda. That's just saying we want you to be as free as possible. So I want to thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, this has been Margaret Copeman Frankowitz. Uh, if you like this channel, please go ahead and share it. And visit my two uh, websites on Facebook. It's Diabetes Aware and Diabetes and Exercise. Go ahead and leave comments and um, be more than happy to uh, read those and respond to those as well. So I want to thank you for being you. Uh, Keep fighting the good fight, wherever you may be. God bless. And just be good to each other. Bye-bye.